Coming home wasn't supposed to be so hard. Chase Johnson eased himself into a chair on the porch and gazed out at the wide spread of the ranch he'd grown up on. He picked up his guitar and held it in his hands. The instrument had always been more like an extension of his arms. A music reviewer who'd seen him play at the Ryman had once said that Chase played as if he'd been born holding that guitar in his hands. Most nights it felt that way. But that had changed a few months ago. A visit to his doctor, a few tests, and it was like his arms had been ripped from his body. Closing his eyes, he placed his left hand on the neck of the guitar and fingered a G chord. With his right hand, he held a pick between his thumb and two fingers and steadied the tip on the G string. He paused, listening to the slight scraping of the pick against the string as he waited for the trembling in his hand to stop. Except it didn't. He knew it wouldn't. With the back of his hand, Chase wiped the sweat on his upper lip as dread filled him. He'd been assured that although his Parkinson's would get worse eventually, the longer he kept his music, the longer he could hold eventually off. But now? Well, apparently, eventually had caught up to him. Chuckling with no humor, he placed his beloved instrument in the guitar case and locked it. Nashville had been his home for more years than Storm had been, but Storm, Texas, had always been in his heart. It would always be his home. His family was here. And Anna Mae. Chase may not have lived on the ranch all these years, but after the short time being home, he already knew he still had a whole lot of fences to mend. We're sliding. Sebastian Rush sat behind his desk at his campaign headquarters in Storm, his most recent polling numbers mocking him from his desktop. Mary Lee scowled at him from her perch on the chair across from him. If I hadn't stopped smoking years ago, I'd be chain-smoking now. You realize your stupidity may cost us the election. Mother, Sebastian warned. Her tantrums over his indiscretions with Dakota Alvarez and Ginny Moreno had become a broken record that tormented him week after week after week. It happened. Rehashing it every time we face a dip in the polls isn't going to make it go away. Everything will go away if we don't figure out a way to salvage this campaign before you sink any lower. Mary Lee pushed herself up from her chair and moved to the window. There wasn't a wrinkle on her suit. Every hair on her head was in place, just like always. After a moment, she turned to him and cast him a disapproving glare that had become habit. You were the golden boy, Sebastian. Ever since you were a little boy, I knew you were destined for great things, and I was prepared to lead you there. And you pay me back by rolling around in the mud with the trash of storm. He stayed quiet familiar enough with the tirade to know she'd wind down soon enough. And what if Ginny Moreno really is carrying your baby? The press will eat you alive. The baby won't be born until after the election. I'll already be safely in office. That remains to be seen, she sniffed. And even then, Ginny's spawn can still damage your career. We have to plan for that possibility, even while we fight to win this election. She was right even though Sebastian didn't want to hear it.
damn. If he had only known there was a possibility the baby she was carrying was his, he could have made it go away. But it was too late for that. Now her family had rallied around her, and there was no way she'd give up the baby. She was too determined to believe it was Jacob Soltz. Not that there was a chance in hell of that being true.